Y'all have the McRib over there yet? I don't know if we have the McRib or not, honestly. I haven't been to McDonald's. I've been off the McDonald's, uh, I don't know, bandwagon, train, whatever it is. I mean, bandwagon or train ain't going to fit in a drive through <laughs> Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Get ready for some noise. I'm pretty excited that this is the last um, over-the-phone intro we're going to have to do because you will be here um, in a couple days yep. working back in the shop. It's uh, COVID kind of shut down. I guess COVID shut down our friendship for a while. I don't know. <laughs> our, uh, it's it's it shut down my uh, – it's created a uh, an artist block. Maybe. Is that what you call it? I don't know. It's just, For me, anyway, it's – uh, we've been, you know, I haven't been there, and I haven't been doing a whole lot of custom stuff. I've been painting rocks for forever, half a year at least. Yeah, this is um, it's been weird because we've been painting together for almost twenty years, and this is the longest we've ever been apart. So it's very, I don't know, I don't know how I'm gonna feel that when sucks. you walk when you walk back through the door. It's gonna be, I don't know, if you've ever been in like a long distance relationship, I feel like that's how it's gonna be when you haven't seen somebody in a long time. But you talk to yeah, him. You, well, talk, you talk to him on the phone like every day, and then it's just kind of weird when you actually do see them in person. It's like you want to pick up the phone while they're right there in front of you, and it's like I better call her and yeah, I might cry. See how she's doing. I might cry. I don't know. <laughs> well, well, don't do that. Because if you're gonna cry, I'm gonna cry. Getting a little misty-eyed just thinking about it. Uh, speaking of crying, the Harper Allgaier video got released this week. Um, which Har- yeah, Harper turned out awesome, man. Justin's uh, daughter, only daughter, seven years old, I believe, and this is her fourth one, and we just not we got to release it. And so Justin has no idea what it's going to look like, um, and we explain this more with Ashley when she comes in here. So that was cool too. Um, Ashley was the first guest we've had all year sitting in here next to me. It was very weird. Uh, you know, life's not completely normal, but it was just, it was just weird getting back into these things that were like we thought nothing of you know like right when we started the podcast it was just quiet in here and i just i don't know it was it was a different vibe for sure the one thing i didn't bring up that i wanted to bring up is when she took us to dinner for something i think we painted something for her and she was going to pay us in dinner so she took us to a mexican restaurant and then um i was wondering how how we all ended up in the you know for dinner i I don't remember because i don't think justin was there i think it was just it was like a it was just like a it was like a date with Ashley. It was like a like a double date. Me, it was a company date with, with Ashley. <laughs> yeah. No, there was more people there. It was a big table. Right. Almost. It wasn't right. just a candlelight dinner at a Mexican place. But what did you order there? Because so so I guess somehow I drew the shortest straw and got to sit next to her. The and, shortest uh, straw. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a Justin joke. Oh. Good one. <laughs> Dude, your dad jokes have been off the hook. I, I don't want to delete Facebook <laughs> just because your stupid dad jokes are so bad. And I know you're laughing as you're typing them every time. So, oh. oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, because they never lose their their uh, their punch. Their punch, yeah. That's yeah. you. That's you. They're dad. You're allowed to text that stuff. Uh, I'm allowed, exactly. Anyway, um, so you're ordering food and you... So, yeah. So I, I order... 
I'm not big on Mexican food. I'm just not. I mean, hence why you eat McDonald's every single day. Well, well, there, there, there's other options, but anyway, there. So I, I'm, I love seafood, and I see that they have fish. Yeah, I, I don't remember what kind of fish it was. If why it was not? like tilapia or something. I'm not expecting what's coming, what's fixing to come out on this plate. And Ashley, sure as heck. <laughs> You know, she, she's got no idea what this thing's going to look like. So they bring it out, and it, I kid you not, it's a full freaking fish. Full fish. Like it's, it's a full fish. It's straight Head. off the boat. Like, the eye is looking at you when they set yeah, the plate off, down. Off the boat, into the fryer, the grill, I don't remember what it was, onto my plate. And she is, um, I guess, a little grossed out. Yeah, 100%. But... But her opinion of me, <laughs> however high it was before, has just crashed to an all-time low. Yeah. Which I don't think I've ever recovered. At this, th- at this point, I think we're just like at work relationship. And then, you know, she's starting to become friends with everyone in the shop. And then we go to dinner and then this happens. And then I don't think we've ever been to dinner with them since. Yeah, I, I haven't. No. Uh-uh. Yep. But yeah, I just thought yep. it was super funny. So every time I'm at the the, the market here, the grocery store, um, our like frozen section, not the frozen section, but like the, <laughs> the I don't know, in the back, you know, like they'll have seafood and stuff. The, like the meat shop, but the, the and there will be full fish on ice there, and I'll I'll send her a picture of a full fish every time because I cannot, nice. I cannot get that out of my head before when we went to eat with them and. You uh, scarred her God, for God life. forbid we ever paint another <laughs> helmet for Ashley. Yeah, right. Yeah, that, that first one I painted for her when I first started working. She's paying. Working there. She's paying full price. She's not gonna pay in dinner. Right. Yeah. <laughs> she's saying, "Here's the invoice. Paid. See you later." Next helmet's gonna look like a Bass Pro Shop helmet. It's gonna have <laughs> fish all over it. Uh, no, she says. Uh, she says her racing days are are over in this interview. She's retired. So. She's not. Uh, she's not doing a no. another better half dash. Nope. No more better half dash. And uh, I don't. I don't even think she'll get in a go kart. She definitely is not racing the off axis five hundred. So. Well, speaking of that, that I saw the uh, the uh, i racing off axis five hundred was. Uh, it looked pretty that, real. <laughs> that was something else. Yeah, it, it was. It was pretty weird. You know, it was the, great. Uh, the commentary the, was great. Everything. The streaming was great. They just left the yellow flags on. And every time anyone spun halfway out at Nashville Fairgrounds, a yeah, yellow yeah. came out. So it was an hour of maybe 10 laps of racing and then uh, about 1,000 laps of yellow. We were, we were worried we are going to run out of gas because we ran so many yellows. Yeah, it, I, it, it was uh, di- different than the normal 5 o'clock street stocks I see you race. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I think everyone is okay with going back to GoPro Motorplex next year. Oh, yeah. Well, it, it, it everything... Fingers crossed, should be back to normal, okay. and I'll be, I'll be there, looking forward to the LCQ, <laughs> because we all know I don't have a snowball chance in hell. Yeah, right. Of it's okay making the main, but that's all right. We're gonna run the Sherry Pollock's uh, Martin Truex Foundation race next week when you're here, so that's uh, that'll be good practice for you, Noel. Just be out there around people and on the track and. <laughs> I'll be around practicing your uh, turn signals that you do on the go kart track. Uh, it'll be, yeah, it'll well, be a lot of fun. I'll be around for sure, as, as Rick Allen says. And around goes McEwen. We should make that a video, honestly. <laughs> just anytime somebody spins, just 
do a Rick Allen soundbite. Yep. Yeah. Maybe just Corey Dozer. Corey Dozer's a good. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. He could do it too. Have have him do his DW impression. Yeah. All right. Well, this is too long. Um, I can't <laughs> wait to see you. Honestly, I'm pretty pumped. You have a long list of helmets here to paint, and uh, um, I'm ready to go. I'm excited to spend. I've been going to bed like on time lately and so it's not the late uh, off axis late oh, night that's gonna that's gonna change oh yeah so i'm really not looking forward <laughs> to that because it's been kind of nice but once you get here it's gonna be non-stop painting so i'll uh everyone follow our instagram i'm sure we'll do some instagram lives late night um but anyway oh for sure enjoy this uh lovely podcast with ashley allgaier <laughs> You're the first one to be in these nice uh, chairs because the couch was too loud, so we could... It's comfy. It is a little bit comfy. I feel like I'm at home. A little better. So anyway, Ashley Allgaier, you were the, I think you're the first racer wife to come on here. I feel honored. Very honored. And you've been a little bit angry at me for not having you on for song. And then I get you here finally, and then now you're like... Mm, I don't know about this. Freaking out a little bit. Yeah, I'm a little nervous. You listen to Ellie's podcast i did and she's good yeah she I just was, sits in here and talks to herself though so it's pretty i don't think i could do that i can have a conversation with a person but i don't think i could just talk it's hard and especially by yourself like i can't do it because mm-hmm. i just don't i don't know like when you get in here and it's it's really quiet when you're by yourself and you have a lot of thoughts in your own head and you're like i think talking one-on-one's like yeah much it's, better it's therapeutic especially <laughs> in these uh in these chairs but um I just, I, I, I got a lot of notes, like a lot of stuff to go through, honestly. It's almost like you're interviewing me. I can handle this. I know. Have you been interviewed? Have you been on a podcast? I've never been on a podcast. Oh, wow. I just recently started listening to them. It's funny because you have them on your phone, right? Like, you, like yeah. no one knows about that app and then you're... I didn't even know I had the app. I know, it's, but it's there. You, you don't have to download it. It's already there. And then when you start, you're like, oh, wow, there's a lot of... A podcast out there and then there's a lot of crap out there too but well and that's how this whole started is because i was like i asked twitter i was like who do i listen to what do i do yeah and um you suggested maybe yours so maybe we'll start yours there. um you talk about twitter i just want to one go ahead and say your words do not reflect justin allgaier or <laughs> off axis paint so go ahead and say whatever you'd like i feel like i feel like on social media you were very vocal, and it's very nice to listen to. I'm actually a pretty vocal person in general. Uh, yeah, yeah. I always tell people, if you get on your, your shit list or something, like, you're on it. But You are, for yeah. a long time. But you're, I don't know, you're very, not opinionated, I guess you're opinionated, but like, you're very strong and like... I would like to say I'm passionate. Passionate, yeah. I think that's the best word and for I, it. And I think a lot of the replies that I get are, you're a race wife, you don't know what you're talking about, you shouldn't have an opinion. yeah yada 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 or x y and z's wife doesn't tweet every time the race is on but my thing is like i grew up from the bottom with justin and i'm passionate about his career and and what is our livelihood and so i'm just not going to be quiet about it yeah it's not just his life it's the whole family's life yours and harper's yep uh all right so let's just let's just get into it how did how did justin you start out because i feel like feel like you've uh you've been together for a, a couple days now just a, a few days um oh, i i was thinking about this on the way here and i was like i feel like he's gonna ask me this question first one out of the- and i kind of 
am going to come off like a creeper, like a stalker, but I promise I'm not. I have it on my notes as you're a stalker. So sweet. Go ahead and tell so, us, tell us why you stalked Justin Allgaier. Way back when, when I was like 12, um, I was like, I'm going to marry that boy. I had never even met him. I <laughs> just only saw him at the dirt track. My dad, um, helped on a dirt modified and I grew up at the dirt track. We spent our Fridays and Saturday nights, you know, there supporting the local racers. In Springfield, Illinois, right? Ma- yeah, Macon, Macon, which is just outside of Springfield. And um, I had watched Justin race. We grew up in towns that are about 10 minutes from each other, um, small farming towns. I think our town had like 500 people. So everybody knew everybody. And I just thought he was like the cutest little kid ever. And... Um, like I said, I hadn't met him. I didn't know him, but I told my mom, I was like, I'm going to marry him. And at 12? At 12. Oh maybe boy. 13, but she's like, yeah, okay, sure you are. Like, you know, she's going to kill my dreams. So fast forward a couple of years and um, let's see, I had a cousin that went to his school. Um, we kind of all started hanging out. I actually met him at a bowling alley once, just said, hi, I was so shy and I probably was shaking. I have no idea. And then I went to a hockey game with a friend of mine. I may or may not have been dating him at the time. Who, the friend? Yeah. Oh, I boy. So we're not going to get into on that. on a date. Uh, yeah, okay. kind of. All right. Um, his older brother helped Justin on his dirt late model. And we had picked Justin up on the way. And... Oh, wow. So you're on this date and you pick I up... Mean, I can't really say... You pick say. up the boy of your dreams on yes. the way to this hockey game. This is so weird. Okay. Anyways... I don't know all this. This is all new to me. Oh, my gosh. I only knew you guys met at a hockey game, so yes. it, this is entertaining. So we met at a hockey game, and um, we had fun. We, I mean, we all stood behind the glass and, like, beat on the the glass or whatever and, like, trash-talked all the hockey players. And um, then a couple days later, we were on AOL Instant Messenger. Like, oh that's gosh. how far back this yeah. goes. That's texting. For all you kids that are too... <laughs> Too young. It was the only way we could communicate. We didn't text. We AOL messengered each other. Um, and he just asked me out. And I kind of broke up with the other guy and <laughs> said yes. And But that's not the stalker part. So the stalker part is... Wait, we're on this AOL. Were you like... This is like late at night, obviously. I, I remember staying up say to like, like late at night. I was only 15, so I had a bedtime. But you didn't <laughs> sleep once he asked no. I do remember running into the living room. And telling my mom that Justin asked me out, and she's like, "What? How? When? Where? She's where like, did you no. see him?" You know. <laughs> um, so the stalker part is, you know, the local newspaper covered him and all of his achievements growing up, and my dad would always bring me back the newspaper articles that were done on Justin because he knew you liked him, right? Yeah. Yeah, because I was slightly obsessed, and um, so I would cut them out and hang them on my wall. So if you just envision you know, 13, 14, 15 year old girl. I had like Backstreet Boys posters on one wall and Justin Allgaier on the other wall. And um, so the first time he came over to the house after we had started dating, mind you, we couldn't drive. So our parents had to like shuttle us around. I used to have to, I would beg my dad to take me to the dirt races. (laughs) I mean, it was ridiculous. I would pay for my pit pass with my babysitting money. Like I was, we were all in. Um, so the first time he came over to the house, I had to take them all down off, the, off my wall. <laughs> so they didn't, so he didn't see them. So he didn't think I was like some weird, creepy girl. Oh man. Um, and that's just how it started. We started dating at 15. We got engaged at 18 and married at 19. So we've been together, been married for 14 years, been together for 18. Wow. So you really do relate to Ellie's 
podcast oh, yeah. when Definitely. they're like telling all these stories of how they grew up racing and stuff and so and you, how they met when they were in school yeah you've stuff. been there since like day one yes that's so cool yeah uh which is again relates back to like why i'm so passionate and vocal about his career because i've literally been there from the beginning yeah you didn't just he didn't just start racing penske one day and you met out in north carolina right like, you guys came from the same place and the same upbringing so i think that's cool yep. uh, I think that's one of the coolest parts of uh how you guys are together you know such a strong couple so what happens first you guys uh get married and he gets a contract to become a so we got married in 06 and then he was in the middle of that that's straight out of high school what are your i was 19 i mean we all graduated the same year we graduated in 04 04 okay and then they get married yep got married in 06 and then that was in the middle of justin running the arca series Oh, yeah. For and family then, owned yep, stuff, right? His dad. And then we um, ran for the championship in, in 2008. And in the middle of that championship run, um, that's when Penske reached out to him. And there was another team that he was actually talking to first. Um, and then we had to pick between the two of them. Um, so we lost a lot of sleep over that decision. And then that's when he went racing for Penske. That's cool. I didn't know um, until I listened to Dale Jr. download that he was going to be a test driver. Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, and the the thing of it is, is um, in 08, you know, Justin's dad um, used a lot of his um, connections and resources to get Justin to that point, you know, in ARCA. And he came to us because we are now a married couple. And he's like, you know, this is as far as I can, I can go. Like, I'm, I'm done I feel like a lot of parents are that way. Yeah. They can get them to a certain point yeah. and they said, all right, you got to, you got to figure it out from here. And we really thought that that was the end of Justin's like racing career. Like he will always go back home and race dirt. Like that's who he is. Um, but then we started looking at like, okay, what do we want for our life here in Illinois? Um, and then all of a sudden he had two teams that were like, Hey, wait a minute. Um, so that's really special. Yeah. Back in the day when that actually Happened. happened yeah a little <laughs> right. fewer far between now um so he didn't have any plans of being a corn farmer no um he would have run his dad or not run but he would have worked at hoosier tire midwest and yeah. eventually probably taken that over. <clears throat> um so uh, how crazy was it when this deal got done and you it was quick i mean i married couple and you gotta pack all your stuff and tell your parents you're gonna move yeah i my mom probably still hates it i mean it's great, but um, it's hard being here without family. It's extremely hard being here, being a mom without family. Um, so we loaded up and, um, well, he won the ARCA championship that year. And the championship race was the day after he um, ran Charlotte here for Penske. And we flew up there and then he won that. Um, it was quick. I don't, I think he signed his contract maybe like, September, end of August, September, and we were here in October. Like, oh, wow. It was crazy. We had, <laughs> I don't even know why we did this, but we loaded up a Penske, um, like U-Haul type deal and had friends with us drive all the way down here and move us. And we got all the way down here and I had, I had went to Ikea before we moved here and bought like new beds and stuff like that because we were moving into a bigger house than what we had back at home. And then we got all the way down here after driving 13 hours and we were like, we have no beds to sleep in. Like it's all in boxes. <laughs> so we had to go to the hotel and find like a random hotel to sleep in for the night and then finish unpacking and moving. That's so funny. I didn't know that. 
poor planning. It, it is tough. I feel like everyone kind of has the same story of when they moved to North Carolina. You don't know a lot of people. And I mean, well, I was lucky because I knew you guys. I, you guys are probably like one of the f- five people I knew when I moved here. So <laughs> We knew two. Yeah. They, they were a couple. It's, so. it's <laughs> tough. But I mean, I feel like racing as a family and you you gain friends very quickly in, yeah. in this town. And uh, so it makes it a little better. But OK, so um, obviously runs for Penske. And if you want to listen to Justin Allgaier's bio, go go find it. It's we're pretty, not here to talk. Yeah, about we're that. not here to talk no, about I'm him. Kidding. That's why we have Ashley and not not Justin. He's <laughs> he's just too busy. Since he won back to back, he just you can't uh, you can't book him anywhere. No, so. he doesn't even answer the phone when I call. Wow, actually, right? he texted me back, but it took him a little while yeah. yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I guess, I guess you guys have been through the roller coaster highs and lows um, together from the beginning. Uh, how is it like, especially this year, because it's just a hard time, you know, 2020 has kind of sucked for everybody, but it's been really crappy <laughs> for Justin and, and a few other drivers just because you've, you've had the talent, he's been the right places and just not had the win. So like, I guess after all these years, how do you balance this home life of one, not going crazy yourself and then two, like keeping his spirits up? Like how, how do you, how do you work behind the scenes when he's not I'll let you know when we figure it out. Yeah, right. And here's the thing, like, you know, in life, every, you know, marriage is hard. Being a parent is hard. You know, having a career is hard. Like, there's a lot of hard things that come along with everything in life. Um, This year, particularly, like, it kind of started off strong and then COVID hit and then we just were stuck in the house. And then it was finally like, all right, let's go racing. And then... Um, you know, the first few races, like he just kept getting wrecked or something goofy would happen or a flat tire or just you name it. It's the happened. worst luck in the world. And at first it was kind of like, oh, this is exhausting. But then it just continued. And the thing of it is, is, um, you know, Justin tries really hard not to bring that frustration home. But at the end of the day, we are surrounded by racing and that's all we know. And so it's hard not to bring it home. Um, and it often reminded me of, um, back when he was cup racing and he wasn't performing to what they thought they could perform to, whether that be car driver owner, like whatever the situation may may be, it was a really frustrating time in Justin's career and it spilled over into our marriage. And so thankfully we went through that so that this year didn't do the same thing or back to it. Yeah. Yeah, We could kind of recognize what was going on and say, okay, how do we, how do we prevent this from affecting other areas of our life? Um, And it's just hard to leave it at the door at the end of the day, because there is no time to forget about it. Like we were racing two, three times a week and something was happening every single time. Um, And, you know, just recently he finished when he finished fifth at Bristol. Yeah. And, um, I was texting a friend and I was like, man, like in the middle of the summer, we would have begged for a fifth place finish. Yeah. And now we're not happy. Like, you know, coming off two wins. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and then just dominating the first half of the race. But like, it's all about your perspective. And, um, and we try to keep that, um, in focus. Yeah. No, I, I feel like a lot of people don't like looking at the sport from the outside in. You don't see, I'm, I'm talking about when he went to cup racing, like mm-hmm. you don't see how mentally and physically those guys struggle in the back because you're only as good as your car can push you. It's not yep. like Corey LaJoy can go out there and win in that 32 car unless we're at, you know, two tracks a year. So having that mental stress week after week after week, knowing that your best finish on a good day is going to be like 
25th. Right. And then having to go through all the stuff, being at the track longer than normal, three, you know, you're there three days instead of two. You can't see your friends on the, on the weekends. You can't, uh, you can't do the normal things that you did on a Sunday. Like after a while, it is a really like, I mean, it's draining, like therapy needs to happen because <laughs> it's it's just insane. I, I don't think a lot of people see that. So when you talk about it spilling over, like I can totally see that because it's just, um, it's just tough. It's just because you're, you're at the top level where you've dreamed of being mm-hmm. and it's just not the dream not, that you had in mind. You <laughs> it's know? not what you envisioned. Yeah. So I guess, I don't know how you guys work through all that, obviously, but how, how different is that than having a crappy year this year and knowing that you can win? Like, is that... Is it, I, is I think it tougher was, or which one is which no, one's worse? I, I think it was tougher this year so far because, like you said, we were in all the right places. He would, I mean, I think this year so far he's led the most laps he's ever led in his career. Um, we were doing what we needed to do, but silly circumstances just kept them from finishing out the race. With all that, though, like, you know, we realize and we recognize, like, anybody would die to be in our position. I yeah. mean, there's people, there's so many talented race car drivers out there that never get that chance. And so while I say we're frustrated, I mean, it's just hard not to be. It's your life. Yeah. Um, but I think what has also helped us is we've always stayed grounded in the fact that, like, this is a dream come true. Whether he's in the Cup Series, Xfinity, I mean, even truck racing. Like, this is one of the highest racing series that we have. And um, we recognize that that is, is special. Um so I, we get a lot of backlash on, on social media about like, oh, but you're in Xfinity. Don't you want to be in Cup? Justin wants to be where he can win. Yeah. He's so competitive. And so a lot of people like use that as like a slam. Well, you tried Cup and you didn't do well. And the people who are inside racing, who understand racing, know what Justin went through um, as far as equipment and um, money spent and time spent, like... They just, they understand it. And we went into that, that situation expecting 15th to 20th place finishes. But when you're finishing 25th, like you're just not happy because you're not meeting your expectations. Um, So with that being said, the 2020 thing is just, we just had to start looking at things like your glass is half full. Like instead of, we looked at it for so long that it was half empty. Um, And I knew, and I believed in him. I just needed him to to believe in himself again. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why Dover was so special because I was semi there. I was in the hotel room watching from the, <laughs> <laughs> the window. Um, I couldn't see the whole track, but I, as soon as I talked to him, I was like, I've believed in you this whole time. Like now you're starting to believe in yourself again. And I think it's just like a mental thing. Like I you start blaming yourself. I think like, it's a race car thing, race yeah, car like, driver thing. Like, okay, it's me. It's this, it's that. I didn't do this right. Um, and so it was nice to see that Dover win get out of the way and, and get him back with his like mojo, like yeah. where he needs to be. No, he's definitely a different different person when he's winning and he's a different not, person at home too. Yeah, not that he's <laughs> not that he's bad at all, like ever, you know, but you can definitely tell and that's with any competitive uh you know, any competitive sport, any basketball mm-hmm. player, they're all they're all gonna be the same because uh they wanna win that badly. So uh, how was it back being at the track? We went, to, we went to Bristol last weekend. Semi back to the track. We were there. We could see the we whole track. We were total fans. I mean, I had to park in the fan parking. <laughs> I had to wait for the gate to open, you know, get my temperature taken, get my bag checked. 
Um, all of those things in which I've never really experienced because even if I went and sat in the stands, you just flip your hard card yeah, and you, you go wherever the heck you want to go. Hard card different. means nothing there. <laughs> I do, yeah, I didn't even bring mine because no. you just you didn't even need it. So how how long has it been since you've been on the racetrack? I mean, I guess Phoenix. Phoenix. The West Coast Swing. Oh yeah, yeah. Because Atlanta was the first one that was canceled. Yeah. Um, and you're the type of wife who is I want to pre- be there. You're pretty much there every weekend. Mm-hmm. And so to not be there, it's uh, it's been rough. It's it's been an adjustment. Um, you know, every race day I'm parked on the couch with my radio and the full setup. Oh yeah, full Oregon. spotter and setup. I, and the worst mom ever, and I just give Harper her iPad and say, don't talk to me. Just leave me alone. <laughs> the race is on. Um, so, yeah, it's it's different. It was nice to be at Bristol. My parents, Justin's parents, were there. Um, we got to sit in a suite and be little fans and cheer him on. And um, and then he got to drive me home, so it was good. Oh, it's so nice. <laughs> I like Bristol. It's a good drive. Yeah. It's a good break from... It's actually the first NASCAR race I ever went to. Oh, really? Yeah, like back again when we were dating, my aunt and uncle had season tickets, and he Justin took, and I went. He took you there? Like to watch? Yeah, like we sat in the a, stands. Mm-hmm. Who was who won? Do you remember? I don't. Okay. I'm terrible. Come on. I know. I gotta go look back through my pictures. I just remember I got sunburnt really bad. That happens at Bristol. <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, anywhere. Were you drinking all day? Uh, I was underage, <laughs> and I don't drink at all anyways. Uh, I just had to throw it in there. You should know better. Um, I'll go back to moving here. Oh boy! I had to. I'm gonna get the facts out there. You were actually the first all guy to wear an off-axis helmet. I'm honored. A lot of people don't know that. You wore you wore off-axis before Justin. I did. Was cool. Was that so? Was that so? We we got we met. I don't even know what year we met. Um, but my our buddy Rob Burris used to sponsor you, knew me, and would bring me to the racetrack and was like, "You got to meet the all family." And I was like, "Okay." He's like, hey, I got this like weird helmet painter guy. I need you to guys be like really nice to him. No, yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> Please. Here's $20. <laughs> Talk to him. I feel like it was like a trial period for Justin. Like I wasn't, they didn't know if I was good enough. So we weren't were sure like, about you. Yeah, they put you. So you were used to run this deal called the Better Half Dash. It was all NASCAR wives and girlfriends. I'm officially retired. Done. <laughs> and uh, I think I think the whole thing's officially retired, honestly. So, so these run bandoleros uh, for the October race, maybe. Yeah, for October, Charlotte. Charlotte. Charlotte weekend, they would run bandoleros on the on the little track there, and uh, it got out of hand. It got a little crazy. We're crazy. Yeah. I mean, I can sit on the couch and tell Justin how to drive a car. I have no idea how to drive a car. Um, Was that your first time racing? Like yes, like a real. Yes. Besides, like, go-karts on, like, vacation or something? Never even did that. Oh. I flipped a three-wheeler once. I'm good. I'm not a racer. That's impressive. Um, So we ran the Better Half Dash. I think I did it three or four years. Um, You know, your perspective changes once you have a kid and you're like, if I get hurt <laughs> in this thing, like, someone has to take care of her. Not that, I mean, Justin's an amazing dad, um, but he still has to travel and go to the races. So I'm like, I can't. I think Katie Kenseth broke her shoulder, like, the very first year. Silly things like that. Um, Somebody flipped one. Yes, and that was like I. I think that was like over my car. Yeah, it was. It gets. It was it, Brian Patty's wife. It got sketchy. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it got sketchier once they let the husband spot for us. You think it got worse? Yes, because they're so competitive, and oh, then they yeah. want to tell you like how to drive, and you're like, I. the The real problem is, is they let us practice like two or three days, three two or three times before we go race. 
and we're all single file and you you work on hitting your marks, letting off here, turning here. They doing just want to see you driving a and circle. And then they put That's you it. they put you double file. <laughs> like how am I supposed to hit my marks when there's a car on the outside of me? And that's where we messed up. Like, I mean, I had a blast. We laughed a lot. But then uh, they let Justin spot for me, and I wrecked. So he's just up there yelling at you. Yeah. He was pretty stressed out. I remember. He was more worried about me racing than I think I am watching him race, and I'm pretty stressed out. Yeah. Yeah, you, um, so you post on your Twitter your heart rate every weekend. That's like a thing now. Everybody tweets me or even texts me like, what's your heart rate? What's your heart rate? As I'm watching the race. And I I would see you on pit road and I just, you know, like give you the look at your watch and you'd show it up to me. So it's pretty funny how that's kind of caught on to what's actually thing. Yeah. Or shoots way up when Justin's in the lead or Daytona. I don't even want to get into Daytona or Talladega being a racer wife for that. Um, But yeah, Justin's up there spotting for you in a bandolera. Very, uh, do you think he got a different perspective on it of what you have to go through watching him? He better have. I mean, that <laughs> stuff's hard. Uh, and, and I think with that being said, I got a better perspective on what he's doing because like you're so focused on making that perfect lap every single time. I think we ran 25 laps, but honestly, maybe 10 of them were under green. It's draining and though, it's right? It's exhausting. Yeah. And then... Uh, you know, you're not going anywhere near 200 miles per hour no, or anything like that. going like 50 or 60. Yeah. And those racers are way, way dirtier when they get into your door Well, and in my, my last race, I had already had Harper, and um, she had went to the stands with my parents and some friends of ours, and I literally wrecked and spun out right in front of her. And oh, I was like... poor girl. I mean, obviously, she was a baby. She doesn't understand. But like my, my mom, I was like, as soon as I got out of the car, I could see them, and I was like, oh my gosh, what did I just do? Um, That's an... Poor girl. I know. Yeah. I retired after Go that. Go and watch her mom race, and that's what happens. <laughs> I wreck. <laughs> uh, but that's cool. That's a cool story. I mm-hmm. always like telling people that you were our first off-axis I am driver proud. in the family. I'm proud of that. And then Justin stole the helmet. Like, you guys were the same size. I know. And then he stole it and wore it. And he wore it, yeah. So I was, like, all pumped. Because, one, I just moved here. I got your helmet done. You're the first You're the first helmet to get done in North Carolina. First off, I mean, I feel helmet. like I should have like a badge of honor. It for should this. be a plaque or at least a trophy <laughs> at the very least, or maybe a ring. Let's um, do it. Uh, so then he steals it and he, he wears it and then gets on ESPN and I'm all all pumped up because I've never experienced that. So because well, you're from Missouri and like it's a small town dream, right? Yeah. Like, so I got, I just I don't know. I owe you guys a lot, which at the end I'll I'll thank you even more. So so we just get done with this playoff helmet for Harper and it's going to air before this gets up. So we, every every year we do a helmet and she comes in and paints it and uh, then we make a cool video about it. I think it, I was thinking about this on the way here today. I think it started out four years ago. So Harper would have been three. Um, wow. She's three, huh? I know. It's crazy. Um, I think it really started off with like, hey, how about she draws and designs something and I'll paint it, meaning you, you'll paint it. I was going to say you were going to... No, I'm not going to paint it. Greg will paint it. Greg will paint it. Um, He'll do it. And then we kind of got in here and we're like, what if we just give her the paintbrush? Yeah. Like, how's this going to work? And it's so funny to see the difference between the first helmet and the second helmet, um, which I think comes with us just trying to figure out what the heck to do with her when she's at the the shop. But then also... um, just her maturing and her little ideas, you bringing her ideas to fruitation. Yeah. But yeah. Um, it's the, it's the coolest thing seeing her cause all year now, that's all she thinks of. Like that's her helmet all the time. Yeah. So I'll see her on pit road on, you know, like March and we'll be m- months <laughs> from 
painting this helmet and she'll be like hey i want and, and she has to call me over and we have to leave justin because and you have to do it secretively yeah she cannot let him hear her ideas and she'll tell me like five ideas and i'll be like i love it let's do it well and and then it changes every couple as months. the year goes on yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so you kind of just let her ideas well, the, flow the first helmet was a true surprise for justin like he had no idea i was like sneaking off to off access to to handle this for him um and that's why we started videoing it. it was not just for everybody to see but so justin could see like what goes into it um, and we joked every time I came here that year, he would call, Hey, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, just shopping at Target. <laughs> have like, to, have to have someone lie to him, which was terrible, but hilarious at the same time because it literally happened every time I came here, he'd call. Um, and it's so neat because, like you said, we're the video's releasing and people are like blowing me up. When is it releasing? When is it releasing? Because now it's like it's Harper's thing and Harper and her daddy's thing. And, um, it's a cute little connection that they have, and it's I love it. It's the coolest. It. Yeah. I, it's my favorite helmet of the year, and I'm not even just saying that because you're sitting here, because it, it is by far my favorite project, too, and it's one thing I look forward to every year. So when he stops racing and we have to stop doing a playoff helmet in you know, 10, 15 years, I'm, gonna be, I'm probably just going to have to retire. <laughs> Harper's going to take over the shop. <laughs> so ever since she was born, I had had this idea of her painting a helmet. So I think, I mean, I think three is a little young, but I was like, I was just waiting. Like, yeah. Shop, like, like, when can we do that? Because I know Justin loves art, and I know he loves helmets, and, like, you know, Harper's everything. So um, having to wait for three years was really tough for me, honestly. And I, honestly, she was probably a little too young to start at that time. I but. remember the first time she put a handprint on it, and, I, and you look at me, and you're like, oh. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know about that. Like, she's three. It's fine. <laughs> like, just let her paint Or her she's, helmet. like, she's painting with the paintbrush with no direction, just like, ah, da, da. And yeah. I'm like, oh, da, Oh, that okay. That it, it doesn't look like anything. That's great. Yeah, no, it's just her style, and then she does uh, sing the entire time mm-hmm. by herself. So, like, I'll help her with it. And we'll get it on tape, and I'll just kind of let her do her own thing. She'll sit on the table and she'll just start talking to herself and singing everything. Singing. Were you like that when you were a kid, or is how? Where did she get that from? I have no idea. Just. I don't remember. I mean, my parents don't say that I used to sing and doodle and all of that. So it's probably more Justin than I guess. anything. She's so creative and like. Her, the him biggest and, imagination in the world. It's insane. And like uh, oh, during COVID, we did a ton of coloring as a family. I mean, just trying to do something to keep us entertained. Um, and so it's kind of neat to to see her design ideas and how like she's very specific. Like she wants to help you pick out the colors. She wants to tell you where to put the paint. Like she is very bossy when she comes that's in definitely here. justin then <laughs> so justin yeah so there's a three color challenge have you done that um Did yes you know, COVID? she she taught us that this yes. last week whenever she was in here so yes. you pick out three random colors with your eyes closed with your eyes closed and then you have to i don't know you could pick a subject and you draw like what do you it, you know we at home we did it with just coloring pages oh, like okay. she would print oh, so pictures of unicorns and then you would have to color the unicorn with the three colors. And it was funny the other day, her and Justin were doing it and she got all different colors of green. And she's like, I know this isn't work for me. I got to put these back. <laughs> <laughs> three more random colors. Yes. Round two. Um, I do remember when she was born. It's a little cool story, I guess. When So when did you, you told him when he was in A1, right? In California? He was in California. For Supercross. Okay, so I remember that. That I was pregnant. Is that what you're talking about? That you were pregnant, yes. yes. But you didn't tell anyone else yet. So I don't even know if I told you this. He was super weird. 
that whole week because this is the this is the off season. He he rolls out there, and I'm like texting him about you know new helmets because it's the first kind of race of the, of the year for mm-hmm. anybody you know before Chili Bowl or anything like that. So, uh, and he's like so standoffish, and I'm like, what is his deal? Like, what? Who is he? He was carrying this huge secret. Yeah, who's he meeting out there or what? And then uh, so he comes back, and I like don't think anything of it. And then I, we went bowling of of uh, all places. I guess you guys frequent bowlers if this has already came up used to be when date nights yeah yeah we haven't been bowling in in years now but so you're we always go just as friends go bowling whatever and then we go bowling one night and you refuse to bowl (laughs) and i'm like why like i know she doesn't hate it that much i mean it's not my favorite sport but yeah so i'm like okay so that happens and then you come out and you're like Oh, yeah, by the way, I'm pregnant. By the way. Yeah. So it was just weird that you guys... And I'm sure you could totally bowl while pregnant, but, like, first time being pregnant, um, we had worked, or we had worked, I guess, so hard. Oh, you worked hard. <laughs> we had worked so hard to get pregnant, and Did we struggled. Ricky, Ricky Carmichael poster over here? No. Oh, my gosh. We were not even bringing that up. Um, we had struggled to get pregnant um, for a year and a half. And so at that point, I was like, I am not doing anything to jeopardize, yeah, you know, this pregnancy. Um, so yeah, that was why I didn't bowl. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just kind of like halfway figured it out when uh, yeah. when that happens. So then you have this beautiful daughter, and we uh, Bristol was her first race too. That's crazy. Yeah. So Bristol is very special to our family. Yeah, it was right. The first race that Justin and I ever went to. It was the first race he ever won at. Um, it was the first race for Harper. And gosh, people blew me up about taking my baby to Bristol. Really? Oh my gosh. She was two weeks old and I hate sitting at home. I'm not meant to be at home. I was meant to be with Justin at the track. And um, so I remember my mom had come in for the birth of Harper. And then that weekend I had her on a Thursday and that weekend my parents or my dad came in with um, Justin's parents and um, we watched on TV. We watched... um, I think it was mid Ohio, maybe it was a it was a road course. I think mid Ohio, and I I literally had to hand Harper off to my mom at the end of the race. I was like, I can't watch this race and hold my baby at the same time. Like yeah. I'm gonna throw this kid across the room. <laughs> um, I mean, seriously, I get so stressed out. Um, and then that next week, everybody left except for my mom to go to Bristol, and I was like, Mom, I don't want to watch Bristol here. And so we loaded up Harper at just under two weeks old or just over two weeks old, and traveled three hours to the racetrack and. We just, that's when she started traveling. That's, um, she's a great traveler, by the way. She's amazing. Some, oh, I, every once in a while I get to fly with her and we watch, uh, Frozen on the <laughs> iPad. She loves Frozen and I've, I've never watched the whole movie, but I've watched segments with her. I'll let you guys babysit and I'll pack, <laughs> I'll pack Frozen. You guys can watch it. Funny how you were talking about, you know, not jeopardizing your, your pregnancy. You wouldn't even come in this shop. Because Mm-mm. of the fumes or anything like that, you're like you were like my doctor legit told I'm me. Out. My doctor legit told me that on the pit box I needed to put a blanket over the top of my belly. Oh really? He's like I don't know how that sound like affects <laughs> the child, and I was like, once you could, I could start feeling her move. The sound put her to sleep. Yeah. Like I'm not kidding when I say she slept through all the races. Um, I just never felt her move during the races. It never seemed to bother her, so I n- never brought a blanket to pit road, but. Um, I was very cautious. Like there's so many rules, you know, don't eat cold, um, lunch meat. Never. I wanted Jimmy John's so bad, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't chance it. Yeah. 
I don't know. Like I just, I knew that we had been given this gift and it was my job as her mom to, to make sure that I protected her. And that's what I tried to do. That's so nice. So sweet. Uh, I just think it's funny because you used to not come in here and now you drop her off willingly and you just leave. Next year, I'm dropping her off and leaving. You're like, see ya. And she then, does not need me here for three hours while you guys paint a helmet. No, she can paint as long as she wants. Yeah. She pretty much <laughs> runs the shop now. It's so funny this year. Like, I don't know if you see it in the video a whole lot, but when she, she started airbrushing like legit probably two helmets ago and I had to like rig up the triggers so that she couldn't pull them all the way back and have a bunch and this year she just grabs it like she's ready to go excuse me pardon me coming through <laughs> yeah like she she grabbed the gun knows how to spray it i mean like there's not a single thing in this shop that she doesn't know how to do now it's, yeah. it's really really cool for uh she's had a great teacher to watch i don't know it's about great teacher but um i honestly don't remember what you and justin were like before Harper now. I don't think I remember Super what I was boring, like. Super boring, obviously, I know. yeah. It's like, what do we do with our time? Yeah, it's just, I don't know, much, uh, and she's a great, I mean, she's easy, so yeah. I can't get, uh, I don't know, you can't get any more lucky than what Weird. you guys have. I think, though, that everything she's been exposed to literally since birth has shaped her. Like, like you said, we can get on a plane and she doesn't make a peep. Like, um, we flew to Brazil twice now with her, and that's an eight-hour flight from Miami. And people don't even know she's on the plane yeah. because she just—we give her her iPad, or she can watch a movie, or we bring coloring stickers, whatever we can do to entertain her, and she's just content. She's got the life. Um, I'll trade her any day. She can come here and work, and I'll go home and color whatever. <laughs> three marker challenge. Yeah, the three marker challenge. <laughs> I'm gonna start uh, making all of our guys do that out there. I think it's like a good like. Right when you walk in, like a good, just like here's your markers, pick a warm up before the day <laughs> starts. Just like, here's three markers. Let's see what we can do. Uh, anyway, um, that's pretty much all I had to talk about, unless you want to add anything else embarrassing about Justin. But no, because eventually he's probably going to be on here, and I don't want any embarrassing stories about me out no, there. No, there's no embarrassing stories about you guys. I'm sure I could come up with a couple. Uh, just that you're a stalker. I mean, everyone knows that I now. Know. I was a creepy. 14-year-old girl obsessed with him. When you moved here, did you have to pack all that stuff away, or is it, is it somewhere? It's, so randomly, um, when I was graduating high school, my dad decided that it was the time to, like, remodel my bedroom. So I'm pretty sure all of that stuff is still in boxes at their house. And mind you, we've been married for 14 years, and all of my stuff is still there. So we should go through that sometime. I keep telling them to bring it. You know, they go to... Well, normal year, they would go to 15 races a year. I'm like, just bring a box every couple of races. Just little by little. Yeah, we'll go I've it. always wanted to go to the Justin Allgaier Racing Museum oh my gosh. in Riverton, Illinois. So I guess I could just be like a pit stop. Yeah, I mean, Dorothy has... Everything. Everything. First fire suit, every helmet. We put that on Harper. Oh, wow. It's really funny, actually. Um, yeah, she has everything. First gloves, first fire suit. I think, honestly, think all but maybe one fire suit that he ever ran before he got to um, NASCAR, she's kept. That's a lot of fire suits. It's a lot. Of it. She's kept every helmet. Now we have the helmets from the NASCAR career, and we're running out of room for them. Very quickly. Yes. I, you've started storing them here. I have about five here yes. that need to go home and <laughs> find their permanent home there. So uh, maybe we will. Maybe we'll go to Illinois and have a horseshoe or whatever you guys yes, have. Yes, signature your, horseshoe. Have in your town there. Yeah. I don't know what you guys eat. Or what you do up there, but I mean, we got a we got a awesome pizza place. I got a taco place. Everything they have horseshoes. In we the can town hook of, you up in the town. We of can give you a people. tour. 
Uh, thank you for coming on here. You're welcome. So much. I appreciate <laughs> you that you opened up your schedule while Harper's off at school and uh, could come in here and tell I me. I mean, I could be shopping at Target right now. You could be uh, Target or Lowe's. Please shop at Lowe's. <laughs> <laughs> I really wouldn't have this career if it wasn't for you guys. I would have this career, but it wouldn't be near as successful. So I appreciate both what you and Justin have done for me because uh, it's been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I- I've enjoyed it all. So, and I don't have any plans of moving back to the Midwest and I, and I hope you guys don't either. Um, that's what I'm going for. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Until next time, I guess. Can I come back? Uh, Yeah, you're going to have to. Every year, it's going to have to be when Harper paints a helmet, you're going to have to come on the podcast. Perfect. We'll have Harper on it. How about that? That would be, that would be great, actually, because I'm sure she's got (laughs) a lot of things to say that you probably don't want her to say. Exactly what's going to (laughs) happen. That was a bad idea. Let's not do that. All right. See you later. Bye. I have the best time that I've ever 